Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 764. My name is Scott Volker, and I'm here to help you build a future-proof business so you can create the ultimate freedom. But, and there's always a but, you have to take what you learn here from this podcast and put it into action. You need to take action, and you can become the amazing seller of your life. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's do this. All right, well, today we are wrapping up officially our brand building series. Now, we did cover the six parts already, and we'll cover them here in a second. Just do a little bit of a recap, but this episode, I wanted to really dedicate to some of the common sticking points for brand building and really building out what we just covered in this six-part series because there are some sticking points. And let me just tell you guys, you are going to find areas that are a little bit more challenging for you uh, depending on your, maybe your, uh, you know, your skill set or maybe timing or maybe the time that you're allowed, whatever it is, there will be some sticking points. So I'm just going to tell you that right now, but it's okay because we're going to get through them. And what I want to do here is I want to address some of these common sticking points, some of these uh, you know, reasons why people get stuck. And I want to help you get unstuck if one of these is something that you've been uh, either addressing or something that you may address in the future. Now, there's 10 of these that I'm going to be covering, all right, in this episode. And uh, I'm going to uh, talk more about each one of these and give you solutions and also address some of these myths that people think. Uh, So this way here, we can get you past that and get you into the take action mindset and get you moving. All right. So before we do, though, let's do a little bit of a recap. All right. And in part one, which is probably the most important episode in this podcast series that I did, it's really identifying your niche, your market, sub-niching down, and then doing the market validation. So if you are listening to this and you did not go through that series, I would say go back to part one because that's going to set up the framework for the brand build and also allowing you to see the opportunities that you might not even know are there. And also, if you get to part three, Okay, and you're like, well, wait a minute here. This doesn't this doesn't work for my market. Well, we could have identified that if you went through part one in the niche selection and the market validation. Also, if you haven't gone through the brand growth validation checklist, you're going to want to do that. And the way that you do that is you head over to brandcreators.com. Just go to brandcreators.com. Depending on when you're listening to this, there's going to be other resources there for you, free resources. And what you'll do is go through that checklist. It's about five pages. And then from there, and I would say print it out and then write in it. And then from there, uh, I'm also going to show you two live examples of me going through this validation process. And everything else, everything else in this plan will make a lot more sense And it'll also prevent you from going down a road that you find a huge roadblock. All right. So the second part in part two here is creating the content foundation for traffic. All right. So the content foundation and what we're talking about is where are we, where are we hosting it? Where are we having it uh, on our property, not another channel? And that is our website, our home base, as we call it. And we do all of that in part two. In part three, 
we start to do the content planning and we start to identify the content that our market is looking for and that we're going to serve them. And this way here, we can start to get that traffic. We're also going to talk about creating a schedule. It is so, so important that you create a schedule. So this way here, you are consistent. The one thing that people fail to do is stay consistent. We need to stay consistent. And we talk all about that in part three. In part four, we actually start creating and then posting the content and optimizing it for traffic. And I want you to think about every single piece of content that we're creating, any asset that we're building, all right, will have a potential to bring back the right person because once we do that, the market validation and we start to identify the content that they're looking for, we're going to be able to attract them with the right content. So this way here, when they arrive at our home base, it's going to be the right person. And that is critical. All right. So that's in part four. In part five is email list building 101. That's where we go through how we are going to get the people in our market to raise their hand and get on our email list so we can then speed up this process. All right. And then really be able to show up in front of those people on a regular basis. And we also talk about scheduling there with that email and all of that stuff. And then the final part in this is most exciting that a lot of people can't wait to get to is the monetization. All right. And that's how are we going to make money through this brand, through this, uh, you know, this brand that we've been building out here. All right. And so we give a short and a long term plan. All right. And a strategy. All right. That's in the monetization and that's in part six. All right. So everything is there. All right. And I, I took the time. I took probably over five or six hours recording. And then I also took another three hours beforehand to prep and get everything ready for you guys because I wanted it to be the most detailed podcast series that exists, all right? And I wanted it to also be for anyone that is coming here for the first time and they need a place to start or a place to maybe add uh, to their business, all right? So that's why I did this. So if you're interested in going through all of the podcast that I did on this, the six-part series, and this one will be included now as well. Just go to brandcreators.com, and there you'll be able to grab the brand growth validation checklist and any of these resources that I'm putting together, including this part or this six-part series, all right? So definitely, definitely do that. Now, I want you to keep in mind something here before we get into these common sticking points and get you over these hurdles. I want you to keep in mind that this takes time. All right, but it is worth the effort. We are seeing this firsthand right now. All right, this is the same process that we've used now to get over 150,000 to 200,000 monthly sessions. All right, 35,000 plus emails, and we're getting new email subscribers every single day uh, for free from Google. And we're also uh, able to now have multiple revenue streams from this brand. So, what started as a physical product brand, we actually pivoted the brand about 18 months ago to where we were really going after the traffic, and it's really paying off uh, big dividends right now. So we have ad money, we have affiliate revenue, we have digital products, we have physical products, all of that stuff. But again, we understand what it will take in order to do this in a market, and that's the market validation. You need to make sure that you go through that, all right? But it starts small and it grows. There's a new brand that I'm working on uh, actually openly inside of Brand Creators Academy. And right now, actually, the time that I'm airing this, we just hit 100 sessions per day on average. We actually had one day we had 131. So if you do the math, that's over 3,000, 
okay, per month. That's not bad. Our goal, though, is to get to 1,000 per day and get to the 30,000 mark because once we hit that tipping point of 25,000, a lot of other doors start to open. But that's our target. But it is a process. It's a plan. And I know some people will be like, well, Scott, why don't I just launch a product because I can get making money quicker? The truth is, and anyone that has done it will tell you, you're not really making money on the products unless you're just selling the product and then running out of inventory and then borrowing money and then taking the product. You're always taking the profits and rolling into another product or you're taking that money and buying more inventory. Like it's very rare that you're going to launch a product in the first three months, start pulling money from the business. At least you shouldn't do that. You, you really shouldn't. So just understand that there's no business that you're going to go ahead and invest the money. And then all of a sudden you're going to immediately have a 25 or a 50% return. It's just not heard of. Um, so anyone that's built a successful business will tell you, you're always rolling that money back in. So again, yes, this is a little bit of a slower growth, uh, you know, uh, strategy, but it pays off and you can speed that up by building the email list and doing some of those other things that we talk about in this series. You can speed that up. So I'm really excited because this new brand that we're, uh, that we're uh, going through inside of Brand Creators Academy is maybe about four months old now. Um, and uh, it started slow and we're building content and it's everything I just covered. We're doing, uh, openly inside of brand creators Academy. And if you're wondering, how do you become a member of brand creators Academy? Well, currently right now enrollment is closed. We are going to be opening, uh, very, very soon, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, I'm going to give you the date right now, but if you're listening to this later, we do open about every few months and um, we do that so we can really focus on our members inside of brand creators Academy. But if you're at all interested, interested and you're listening to this before January 6th, well, get ready because on January 6th, 2020 is when we're going to be opening enrollment for a, uh, a short period of time, probably around five days is about what we open for. And then from there we close again, and then we will reopen again in a few months. So if you're at all interested and you want to be part of this open brand build that we're doing, plus surrounded with a great community, uh, definitely make sure that you go to brandcreators.com, go through all of the resources that I've already put there, whether you join or not. But once you do that, you'll also be notified when we open the doors. And uh, if you're interested, great. If you're not, that's cool too. All right, so let's get rocking and rolling. What are these common sticking points? I'm gonna cover 10 of them and I'm going to give you my thoughts, all right? So number one, what if I only sell a product on Amazon currently, okay? And this is a great question. You may have some momentum right now and I have people right now that have done seven figures with one product, but they're scared out of their minds because they've seen it, I've seen it. And actually I've got a, uh, an episode I'm gonna do next um, where uh, someone uh, had this happen. They had a product that was doing really great and they doubled down on the product and then all of a sudden they found out that there was a patent infringement claim. Amazon paused their listing or suspended their listing and now they are not gonna be able to sell that unless they make a modification to the product and get it out of that patent infringement, all right? So I've seen it happen. But if you do have the product on Amazon currently right now, you need to understand if it has a market. All right. Who is it serving? All right. If you are if you're selling something that is very generic, a water bottle, if it's not serving the running community that needs a certain style of water bottle, it's going to be really hard. But if you are selling a water bottle that serves the running market, then you need to start creating content all about running and all about how to help them stay hydrated, how to keep um, them performing at the top level while they're running or preparing or, you know what I mean, like getting ready for the marathon, whatever, 
you need to know what that is. So again, if you are doing really well on Amazon right now, you need to go through the brand growth validation checklist. Like that is a must. You need to add this six part series. You need to add this to your business. All right. So if you're only selling a product, then yes, you need this. All right. Now it's, it's a plus if you are, because you have something, but Here's the other thing. Sometimes people will launch a product just because the numbers look good and they find out there's not a market there. So that's the thing you need to understand is if you are selling that product, is it something that you can build the brand around and then start bringing awareness to that product, but then also other ones that you can uh, that you can re- recommend, whether that's an affiliate product or maybe a digital product or an ebook or something like that. So if you are right now only selling on Amazon with your product or products, you need to see if there's a market or a sub-market that you can serve, all right? So that would be my recommendation for you. It's not a sticking point. It really isn't, okay? Unless you you see that there's not really a defined market, then you need to do a little bit of pivoting and uh, and seeing how you can then create that. Um, so that's that's what I would do there. Okay, number two, what if I don't know who my market is? Well, we kind of just covered that, but this is a big one. If you're not even uh, selling a product, this is like the part that people get stuck on and they never move forward, all right? If you don't know who your market is, then you need to, you must start identifying who it is, all right? So again, let's use some examples. If you are serving the woodworking market, Well, we need to know where those people hang out. We need to know what type of content they're consuming. We need to know what gets them excited, right? So we can identify that. And there's a bunch of different ways you can do that. Or you might be thinking to yourself, I don't know what market I want to, uh, you know, build a brand around. Well, there's there's a guy right now in Brand Creators Academy. And I love this because he's like, you know what? I don't know what my thing is right now. But I've got a buddy over here who is doing this this thing, and I don't want to give it away, but he's doing this thing and he's really good at it, but he doesn't know about all that other stuff. He says, so maybe what I could do is I could present this idea that all I need him to do is be my creator of content and I'll take it and distribute it and and do all this other brand build stuff. And that's what he's doing, right? So he's an action taker. He's not waiting on the sidelines until he finds this perfect market that he's just in love with, right? I think if you have that, awesome. But if you don't, don't let it stop you, all right? So This is really to answer, really, or to get you over the hump. If you are someone right now that doesn't know who your market is and you're selling a product right now, you need to get dialed in on who your market is. Read through your reviews. Who's buying it, right? Who is actually buying it? Uh, This way here, you know who you're targeting, all right? You might find that people are using your product for something completely different than you intended it to be. Now, make that product call out that it's meant for those people. All right. Uh, And if you are starting from scratch and you don't know who your market is and you don't know what market you want to go into, you need to figure out what market you could go into and then start going through this validation process. All right. Because there's so many different ones. I I don't have enough time as of right now to build out all the brands. Um, And these brands aren't like they don't have to be brands that are like these Coca-Cola brands. We're talking about like niche brands, like brands that 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 specifically help and teach or educate in. In, in a sub market of some kind, right? And my goal right now is to actually build these as I was 
a contractor. And that's what I'm doing. I'm building a small team on the back end, and I'm actually showing how I'm doing this in Brand Creators Academy because what I want to do is I want to come up with the niche idea and then the brand build and give it a maybe a 18 to a 18 month to a 24 month uh, kind of build time. And then from there, I either want to sell it or I want to continually collect whatever revenue is coming in from that business. Um, so it's kind of like a, a real a piece of real estate. It's the same idea. Um, that's what I'm doing. So to me, you need to get going. You need to, to start learning the process. And the best way to do it is just jump in. But you need to identify that that market has the potential. All right. Okay. Number three. It seems faster to launch products versus building a brand. Is this true? Well, I kind of talked about that a little bit earlier. And the thing is, is yes, you get a different type of satisfaction, right? You launch a product you do all your work to see all the numbers and you see your competition on Amazon. You do all that stuff and you're like, if I can get this thing to sell 10 a day, I'm going to be happy. And then you do that and then you're like, Great. I'm getting money coming back, right? I'm selling something for $30 and I'm buying it for 10. I've got a decent little margin there, right? And it's great. And then you're like, but I got to buy more inventory or I got to lower my price because 20 other people came in or now are selling it three months later and now your margins aren't what they were. So is it faster to launch products? Technically, yes. If you look at like when you can launch something and then, well, you can come up with something and then create it. And then three months later, you can have it launched and live. And then actually you can see money coming back. Doesn't mean it's profit, but money's coming back. Well, the same thing goes with building a brand. If you're building a brand and let's say you took the first three months and just build out all of the stuff that we talked about, and then you build that email list and then you start really creating these, we call them uh, in our buckets, there are product posts where we're going to do a whole bunch of product reviews. In uh, comparisons, pros and cons, you know, this versus this type posts, where then we're going to drive our email list over to that. We have a good chance of making affiliate commissions there. And so we technically can have the, the same kind of time frame, um, but with a physical product, you see bigger paydays in a sense, not necessarily that they are paydays that are coming in that is pure profit, if that makes sense. So, yes, it takes longer, but. I believe it's it's better for the long term. I, I, I honestly do. And if you are just launching a product, you need to have this stuff growing on the back end of that as well. And if you're not, then you're at risk. Like, I'm just going to throw it out there. Like, you're at risk. I've seen it happen. The episode I'm going to do next after this one that will air, uh, you're going to hear uh, a horror story. And, uh, and it's exactly that there was nothing built on the back end that, you know what, if that product ends up getting hit, the whole brand doesn't get hit, doesn't get taken down. Um, so anyway, yes, it is a little bit faster, but it doesn't mean that it's necessarily the best. All right. So hopefully that addresses that for you. All right. What if I don't know how to create a website? And this is a big one. People say, yeah, but it's so much easier. I can just launch a product on Amazon. They, you know, I create a listing, optimize it and I'm done. You're right. They own that, by the way. The minute that you put that listing up, you no longer own that, okay? You, you, you do not own that. That's their catalog now, okay? And if someone else has a product like that or they want to brand it, uh, then you have to basically say, no, that's not that or that's not mine or that's mine. And you can go back and forth, kind of hijacking situation. So is it easier to do that? Yes, it's easier to put up a listing, but you don't necessarily own it. With a website, not that hard. And literally, you can go to Fiverr 
which, you know, Fiverr is good for some things and some things it's not, but you can go to Fiverr and have someone build you a very, very basic website for probably like 50 bucks. And I would build it on WordPress. And we talk about that in uh, uh, the part two of the brand building series. And I go through everything on how to do the domain and, you know, do the website hosting and all of that stuff. Uh, so it's not hard. And there's YouTube videos out there to show you how to set it up if you don't want to pay 50 bucks to have someone do it for you. Um, but that is really not an excuse. It really isn't. It's like if you don't know how to do a, a website, either learn or have someone else do it. Get that out of your way. That is doable. All right, so that was easy. I'm gonna go ahead and move on. Um, I'm not good at writing. How do I fix this? Well, you guys know written content. I think is like number one. If if I had my choice, I would do both. I would I would like to do written and video. But to be honest with you, in this brand that we're documenting inside of Brand Creators Academy, we're not doing video right now. We're just not doing it. It's easier for us to just get our contractors to write the content, and then we're optimizing the content. And then once that content is there. It's there. It's evergreen, all right, meaning it can get found now and it can get found 12 months from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, okay? So uh, I like the written content, but if you're not a good writer, I'm not a good writer, and you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. How do you fix this? Well, do the same thing I said before. You hire it out. There are services out there iWriter, text broker. Uh, let's see, you can go to Fiverr for that too if you want. That I've not really had really great results with. I haven't tried it too, too much. I've actually uh, leaned on iWriter, text broker. Uh, let's see, uh, oh, free up. Hire someone that's dedicated for a few hours a week to just write content. Go there. Like, Again, no excuses at all for this. You just need to do the research to make sure that the content is filling the buckets that we talked about, and then from there, you contract it out if you're not a good writer, or maybe you know someone it is. Maybe your wife is, or your husband is. Maybe you have them do it for you, or maybe you have a friend that's a stay-at-home mom, or whatever, or a stay-at-home dad, right? Find someone that you know is pretty good at writing, or at least can do some research and put it into, you know, a nice uh, article and that's it and pay them 15, 20 bucks or whatever. So that's how you fix that. Again, no excuse for it. Really, you just have to come up with what needs to be written or documented or, you know, taught in your market. All right. All right, let's move on. Okay. This is number six. It seems like it takes too long before I get traffic. How do I speed this up? It's another big one. I see people like, oh, this is great and all. I'm posting content or I'm doing a video and I got crickets, right? It does take time, but you got to keep going. So how do you speed that up? Well, you build the email list. We covered that in part five and email list building 101, all right? If you build the email list, guess what? The minute you have something new, you can immediately send those people over to your new piece of content that no one knows about yet. The cool thing is, is when Google starts to see people interacting with that piece of content and actually visiting the page, that actually gives them uh, an alert of, hey, this content's getting seen. People like it. People are touching it, right? They're they're showing up. That helps you. Plus, that also speeds up uh, not just the traffic side of things, but also the monetization side of things. Because if you direct people over to a piece of content, that uh, leads them to product reviews that you don't even you don't even sell. You just recommend them. Like I had used this one before. Let's say that you sell, uh, let's say uh, routers for woodworking. Right? You might sell the router set. You might maybe you want 
you know, to do a review post on five top routers for woodworkers, right? You're not going to sell the router, but you can sell the router, right? Just someone else's and you can make a commission on that. Um, so you could do a whole post on that. The other thing is, is, and we talk about this in the content, you know, planning and creation is we want also content that people can consume, but then it leads them to other uh, articles or other pieces of content on our site. We call that on-page uh, time where we can keep them on page and then on site. Um, and then this also will get them clicking and get them consuming and we have a better chance of them buying something. But that's our traffic that leads to uh, monetization later. Uh, but it can that, that can be sped up if you do that, but you need that email list, all right? All right, question uh, number seven or sticking point number seven, I should say. I built my email list through a giveaway which we, we do recommend that. I don't know what to send them. Any tips? Well, I kind of just said that in the last one. You let them know that you just posted something new. Like it is literally that simple. So if you're creating, which I believe you should create at least at a minimum, one new piece of content every single week, every single week you send one email that says, hey, just did this blog post or just did this article or just did this video or podcast, whatever, Go check it out. Here's what it's about. That's all you do, okay? So you literally just send them what you're creating. Now, if you're not creating content, you need to, but if you're not, you could always find something that's useful online, you know, with someone else that's a creator and share their stuff. You just want to be the resource that leads them to good, useful information so when they're ready to buy or when they're ready to do more research, they're going to think of you, and when they see you talking about it, they will uh, they will look at that as a trusted resource, all right? So definitely, definitely, you want to take that list and you want to nurture that list, all right? So that's what you do. You send them stuff, but the content you're creating, that would be the stuff, in my opinion, would be the best, all right? Number eight, I'm not seeing results after six months. Should I continue to do the work? Well, yes, uh, but I would also then reevaluate and say, okay, maybe I am not targeting enough, or I am not, uh, maybe I'm not using enough long tail keywords. Like, what are you gauging the results? Is it is it uh, money, or is it traffic? I look at traffic first, because I know if I get the traffic, I will turn that into money later, okay? So I would look at the numbers. Like right now, we're at 100 plus, uh, you know, uniques per day, that's great. That means 3,000 people are going to see this website. So there's a good chance that sales will start to come. Email lists will start to build. So I'm looking at that. In six months, if I'm not getting that, I might start to question if I'm doing my keyword research correctly. All right. And if I've posted enough, the other, the other thing I see people say is, uh, well, I, I'm, you know, I've been doing this for six months and I, you know, I don't really see much traffic. And I'm like, well, okay, how much content have you posted? Uh, five articles, not even one a month. I'm like, well, wait a minute. What are, what are you expecting? Right. To me, minimum one a week, that's 52 per year. Right. In order to, in order to get any traction. Okay. You need to get on a content planning schedule. You need to show up. You need to be consistent and you need to do it over and over and over again. Okay, that's what it's going to take. And just also think about this. You're building something that continually gets more reach by more content that you have out there, right? You're you're able to then get picked up by various long tail keywords, all right? So that's what I would say there. We really need to ask the right question there, though, is like, what have you done in those six months? That's the question. And then we need to go back and say, okay, did we do everything that we should have? Did we not do some stuff? We need to look at that and address that. Number nine. 
I feel overwhelmed with the process in building a brand, so I never get started. What should I do? Well, you should get started. <laughs> you should start from the beginning, and that's why I created uh, these resources for you and this training for you, brandcreators.com. Go there. That is your resource. That's what I would do. Start from the beginning. Do not get overwhelmed. It's one step at a time. There's no sense in thinking about building a home base, a website, if you don't have the market validated yet. So we got to do that first. Once we do that, then we can move on to part two. Once we do that, we can move on to part three and so on. And then once we get through that process, then we got to go back to maybe part three and we need to continually build that schedule and the, fill the buckets and do all of that stuff, build the list. So all that stuff kind of comes back, but you got to go through the process. All right. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, take a breath, walk away, sit down, make sure that you also get a notebook of some kind. Okay, and then write down what you're working on and where it's moving you towards. Okay, so just if you get overwhelmed, it's normal. You don't have to. You're you're probably thinking of things that have to be done down the line that you're concerned with that don't need to be even thought about yet. That's what I find a lot with the uh, people that are building brands. They get overwhelmed with everything that they think they got to do. You don't have to do everything. Okay, you just got to do the one thing today. Uh, and then move forward, all right? And then the last one I want to address here, is, and this is number 10, I'm stuck coming up with content ideas. What can I do to fix this? All right, well, number one, if you use the tool that I suggested, Uber Suggest, if you look at, a, and I, I talk about this as far as how to identify like uh, competition out there that is talking about your market, what you want to do is you want to look and see what they've posted. And you can do this in Uber Suggest. It'll show you all their top articles. It'll show you all their keywords they're getting ranked for, what kind of traffic it's bringing, all of that stuff. So that's how I would do it. If you're struggling with content ideas, we might have missed the mark. We might have skipped over the validation process, right? Or we, we, we overlook something there because you should not ever feel like you're running out of content ideas and you can always come back and address like uh, five routers for 2019, right? Best routers for woodworkers 2020, right? Like, so we can always be updating some of the, the ones that have done well in the past. So we can always come up with content ideas. The other thing is, is once you have that email list, we can start asking feedback. Hey, what's the one thing you're, you're getting stuck on with your, your woodworking projects? What's the, what's the, um, what's the number one woodworking project you want to do this year? And then you can do a whole post on, you know, 10, uh, you know, woodworking projects, uh, for 2020. And then you can just, you know, so you can actually use the list to do that or a Facebook page if you have one of those or a group. Um, so a lot of times it's asking, but it's also doing the research. Go to YouTube, see what other channels have posted, see what's resonated with people, right? You should not ever feel like you're running out of content ideas. If anything, it's like, oh my gosh, I have so much content. I'm not sure which one to do first. That's another one, but that there just means pick one and just get it going so you learn the process, all right? But to simplify things, you need to, and it is best to have the market validated first, okay? So we see the potential. I, I've said that throughout this entire episode, through this entire series, and you're going to hear me keep saying that because it is very, very important. We need to make sure that these, that these opportunities, that this potential is there, but we need to validate it first. 
So you need to, if you haven't done so already, go through Brand Growth Validation Checklist. You can grab that over at brandcreators.com. Also, go through this six-part series. Uh, make sure that once you uh, once you go to brandcreators.com, you go through that brand growth validation checklist. You also go through those uh, video trainings that I did of you looking over my shoulder as we do a validation of a market together, all right? The other thing is get a notebook. I mentioned that a few minutes ago, but get a notebook and use it exclusively for just building your brand, all right? Create the roadmap and then create action steps, all right? And if you are stuck, it's usually because you haven't seen the potential after doing the brand growth validation results. You you need to do, I'm telling you that, that really opens it up and it helps you create that roadmap, all right? So definitely, definitely do it. But the best thing to do is just start and take action and get going, all right? Now, little reminder here before we wrap up, if you want help building your brand, then mark your calendar. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, January 6, 2020, we are opening enrollment for Brand Creators Academy, and then we're closing shortly after. Like I said, we open a few times per year, and this will be one of those times. This is going to be kicking off uh, the new year, so we are going to be opening on January 6, 2020, and inside of Brand Creators Academy, we have an amazing community. We have a lot of brand creators in there open and sharing, and we're able to deep dive into their businesses and really watching their businesses grow, their traffic grow, their email list grow, all of that, and the support is just, it's the best group that I've ever been a part of, and I'm really, really proud of it. The other thing we do is two monthly office hours calls, so this way here, if you have any questions, we get to all hang out, and we get to address those. Every single one, we never uh, jump off before we answer all of those questions. We also do a look under the hood of what we are working on in this open case study brand. Um, So all of that stuff. So it's really a lot of interacting within the community, but also myself, Chris Schaefer, we are in there uh, pretty much every day. I generally dedicate at least one hour per day to be in there and addressing any questions, any concerns, any any thoughts. Uh, So all of that is happening inside of Brand Creators Academy. It's where all of my focus is going to be going in 2020 is helping these brand creators and uh, and really just watching them grow. So uh, if you're interested, brandcreators.com, go through the free training. You will also be notified when we open the doors for this next open for Brand Creators Academy. All right, guys. So that is it. That is going to wrap up this episode. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Hey, wait, before you go, can you do me one quick favor? If you haven't subscribe to the podcast yet. Could you do that? That would be awesome. This way here, you never miss one of the upcoming episodes. And then the other thing, if you found value in this episode or even in the recent brand building series, could you leave me a review? That would be awesome because here's the deal. If you leave a review, well, it helps support the podcast and it lets other people know what we're doing here on this show. And that's what it's all about, us coming together as brand creators and helping one another. So if you could do that, that would be awesome.